Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, welcome to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Everybody in the studio here, the Southern Bancor Studio in Hattiesburg this afternoon, both Luke and Kelly doing their Dixie Darling imitation. God, that was an ugly sight side by side, but uh, we're glad that part of the show's over. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of our program, proud supporters of the Golden Eagle Baseball Program, and all Southern Miss Athletics was at uh, Fuzzy's. It's kind of a sister restaurant Friday. Kelly had a great time down there, and the food always good. So we appreciate that very much. It's Monday. That means we uh, talked to head baseball coach Scott Berry and lots to talk about. Good weekend series as the Golden Eagles sweep. Very good Dallas Baptist team. Luke, you said it's the first time in maybe three years, four years they've been swept? Yeah, I read uh, since 2018 they got swept by Clemson. Um, but, yeah, first time the Golden Eagles have done that. And avenge what happened out in a cold Dallas weekend last weekend. No so, question. good job by the Golden Eagles. All right, Coach Barry, welcome back to the show. Let's uh, let's start with uh, Friday night, a 4-3 win. Uh, Slade Wilkes, uh, maybe the hottest hitting uh, player on the baseball team uh, with a towering uh, home run to kind of get things going. But I-, I would say my observation of uh, – a Friday night uh, was that Tanner Hall was Tanner Hall. He pitched, uh, I thought, very well, and uh, then a, a good uh, relief effort after him. But I thought Tanner Hall looked a lot better Friday night. Yeah, I did too. Uh, and you could tell just by the action of the ball what they were hitting. Against Illinois, he didn't really have that sink, and uh, they left the yard on him two times, Bob. And the other day he was getting a lot of ground balls and, and, and looked like the old Tanner Hall for sure. And he had a good back. Uh, you got a good uh, relief pitching uh, performance from uh, your young pitcher out of Sumrall. Yeah, Cross, I tell you what, he's been a great story for us this spring. Uh, you know, a young man that came back from Christmas, and um, you've probably heard me say it before, Oz kept telling me that, you know, he said, man, Coach, I'm telling you, he might help us. I mean, he just, he's come back, and he's filling up the zone. He's having great bullpens. And so on our preseason uh, scrimmages prior to opening day, you know, he looked really, really good and gave us no reason not to have that, that trust in him to go out and compete like we've seen him do. And Slade Wilkes with a bomb. And Slade Wilkes may be the hottest hitting hottest hitting batter we have right now? I would think so. I'll tell you what, he has hit some of the hardest balls that, that I've seen hit in a long time. And it's just not, uh, you know, every now and then. I mean, he really can uh, put, put some exit speed on those and, I would like to see if we had TrackMan on the video board instead of you know the score and advertise, we would be able to see what those exit speeds are. But 
he has put some really good swings and, and really proud of him, how he stepped up in the middle of the order and delivered. And we saw nothing different that, that Friday night uh, against Dallas Baptist with, with him going two for three in that night with a home run. Uh, and, and really that, that inning, starting that inning in the second inning. And, you know, the first two games, uh, both teams only scored in one inning of each of those games. So through two games, you you got Dallas Baptist that had scored in two of their 18 innings they hit in, and we'd scored in two of the 16 innings that we hit in. So runs were, were not not running around the bases much that night. No. It was all pretty much pitching and timely hitting, and uh, and that's what it became. And we were lucky to get out of there with a 4-3 win. But it came with really good uh, relief pitching from Cross, Sibley, and Justin Storm and, and that night on Friday. Yeah, really exciting baseball game. And then another one Saturday, even closer, 2-1. to one, and, and I guess uh, one of the big stories, obviously, if not the story, is Matt Adams. What a – performance seven and a third innings uh struck out 11 batters uh and was just i thought just really really electric on the mound at times he was you know to take for him to take us into the eighth inning and and i just felt like he was really getting stronger and you know oz would come down and say hey he says he wants to go and i'd say put him back out there his pitch count was fine and i think that's one thing that we need to look at prior uh the series prior against illinois they were able to get our pitch counts up on those on those starters, and, and we had to get in our pen much earlier, and we're still trying to figure out that bullpen. So with our starters, Tanner going six innings on Friday and, and Maddie going seven and a third on, on Saturday, that was really, really key to us not having to use a lot of pens and piece it together. But what a great performance that, that we saw out of him. Just gave up one run, the one earned, but 11 strikeouts and two walks and only four hits. Yeah, here's what I thought was a key moment in the game, Coach. It was late in the game. I don't remember the exact inning, but uh, but we, muff, we we make an error in right field on a really deep hit ball. Guy gets to third base, and then Adams uh, stiffens up. He, he strikes out the first guy he faces, then gets a ground out, and they strand that runner at third base. And I, I really thought that was a big moment in the game. Yeah, that was the sixth inning. And uh, Peto, ball just kept drifting, kept drifting, and – Unfortunately, it's right there on the line, and ball pops out of his glove. Kid ends up getting the third. But Matty, um, you know, he, he buckles down, like you said, strikes out the next guy, and then four three ground ball to to get to pitch around that error and and uh, you know and, and keep us where we needed to be. There was also there in the third inning where he was able in the one run that they scored. He he actually had runners there at first and second one out, and he induced that four six three ground ball, and then. Two innings later, uh, or an inning later, I'm sorry. Uh, that's when Reese Ewing hits a two-run homer to uh, to honestly win the game for us at that point. Right. You know that kind of stuff makes us nervous, Coach. We get really nervous, oh, uh, really nervous. I bet you do too, right? <laughs> well, I've learned to just calm it on the outside, but trust me, it's turning on the inside. <laughs> All right, seven-two win yesterday. Great performance, I thought, by the ball team yesterday. Big performance. Uh, by Nico Mazza, you got another really good starting performance. But I got to think the feel-good story of the day was Christopher Sargent. I have to tell you this real quickly. I watched him one time Friday night. I think it was his last at bat, and he was in a terrible slump. He came back into the dugout. Uh, he kind of threw his bat down on the ground. I watched him sit on the dugout and just bury his face in his hands by himself. You set him out Saturday until late in the game, and then he responds Sunday. 
with two home runs. That had to be the feel-good story of the weekend. It sure was. You know, what a competitor he is. And he's been a big part of what we've been able to, to do uh, the last two years. And to watch somebody go through a slump, and, and everybody has it. You know, if you've played this game, you've gone through a slump. It's it's tough. And, you know, you listen to people talk, and they'll tell you the hardest thing to do is hit a baseball. So it's not like you just say, man, he needs to start hitting. But, uh, you know, after Friday night, it was evident that he was just burying himself mentally just to where I was really afraid, uh, you know, to throw him out there on Saturday and just he needed a break mentally. So, uh, you know, he was swinging at pitches so far out of the zone that it was obvious that he was guessing what would be coming and, and wasn't seeing it. So Saturday I talked to him and told him at BP that I was just felt like he needed to have a set and just mentally more than anything. And I said, but you know what, uh, you know, they're going to, they're going to match up later on with, with a lefty against Russo, and you got to be able to come off the bench and, and be ready to, to pinch hit. But more importantly, you got to give us that late inning defense because he is a very good defensive player at first base. And, and I knew I was trading that off a little bit for Russo's bat, uh, but I just felt like that the matchup was better for Russo. And then obviously, just giving, giving Sarge a break mentally. But um, came back on Sunday, and he and Creel went down before uh, they were throwing a lefty. So I knew I was going to start him uh, on that on that day, and uh, they had one of our uh, redshirt pitchers, Jake Cook, throw a bullpen and just had Sard stand in and just really just concentrate on seeing the ball and, and working his timing and uh, just trying to slow everything down. And obviously, uh, obviously, it paid paid off, and and uh, hopefully, he's moving forward uh, from where where he was to where where we're going now. Coach, uh, about a minute left. This is Luke uh, before we hit this first break. Um, you, you switched up the lineup yesterday, put Parker at the number three. Glad to see him back, slid uh, Peto down uh, in the 5 hole. Just trying to shake it up to see what may stick for the future? Yeah, you know, I think that's just the main thing. Just give some guys some, you know, Peto's put in every game in the three hole except for yesterday. And, you know, just hasn't, you know, the numbers haven't. Uh, you know, shown that that he he needs to be there. He hits the balls hard. I mean, even like yesterday in the five hole, you know, he hits Wilkes. Otherwise, we'd had two runs at any. Uh, but but you know, I just felt like that he needed a break mentally from that three hole because that three hole comes with a lot of accountability and responsibility. And you know, as a as an old player myself, I mean, if you're in that three, four, and five hole hitter, you need to be able to stick that chest out and be feared. Uh, and not be the one that is feared, and so just to give a new look in there and, and see what see what would happen, I think you know that adjustment was good. Now, I don't know what I'll do tomorrow night. I'll figure that out tomorrow. But certainly uh, there were some positive things that happened with that yesterday. All right, coach, uh, hang on. Three minute break. We're talking to baseball coach Scott Berry, fresh off a sweep of a really good Dallas Baptist program. Fun baseball. All weekend at P. Taylor Park. More baseball to come this weekend, Luke. It's been a man. It's been a glorious month. Yeah, it's uh, it'd be interesting. We'll talk later in the program how you know some of these uh, RPI numbers are looking. Coach Barry will not listen to that because he doesn't care about it. But <laughs> just intriguing how baseball season begins to work itself right, out. More with Coach Scott Barry on the Super Talk Eagle Hour next.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Campus Bookmark sponsors this segment, campusbookmark.net. Miss Kathleen is the best, and uh, we thank her for all she does. Also, want to welcome a new client uh, to the Eagle Hour, Green Line Landscape and Irrigation. Ray Brewer is the owner. Mr. Brewer is a big Southern Miss supporter. He's a big baseball fan. Probably Coach uh, Barry knows him. Uh, Green Line Landscape and Irrigation, you do it once, you do it right. They design and uh, install all sorts of services for landscape construction, landscape lighting, drainage, custom designs, irrigation and sprinkler systems, sod and seating. For more information, you can call them at 601-261-0559. And welcome to Green Line Landscape and Irrigation. All right, uh, Head Baseball Coach Scott Berry with us. Uh, Coach, if I throw it to Kelly, we get ready to uh, go to Ole Miss and uh, Kelly, take it over. I just, Coach Barry, I just wanted to ask you some generalities about about plate approach. First of all, I was glad to see that the sky didn't fall this weekend. You know, <laughs> for the fans are always, uh, you know, thinking negatively, and that that the pitching staff performed, you know, admirably all weekend. But talk to us about plate approach. You hear all the time that phrase, but I'm not sure a lot of listeners really understand perhaps what that is. Can you kind of take us to the classroom? Well, I think it's more than anything is what that pitcher tends to do. You know, especially on Friday night, we we did we had the plan, we just didn't execute the plan. And um, and and or I'm sorry, that was on Saturday. On Saturday, when Ewing Ewing was about the only one that backside, he, that guy was known to pitch away, pitch away, uh, and might come in late. But you know, the plan was is to to set everything away and stay inside the ball and and, and move that way. We had a lot of rollovers on the on the uh, action that we did. So, you know, other things may be he may be more of a breaking ball changeup guy. So you adjust up in the box, so you bring the ball up to you. You don't stay as deep in the box as you would with a guy with a power fastball. So, those are the things that uh, that you go off from on a plan. It's more on the tendencies and the scouting report. What we see off synergy of how that guy pitches and what his strengths are. Coach, uh, thinking about you know uh, this this past weekend and looking forward to to tomorrow night, um, I, I just thought it was really good that as, as Kelly kind of mentioned that the bullpen got some confidence. You and and in some big situations, I guess first talk about Justin Storm Thursday or uh, Friday and Saturday, and then some of those other guys that you know in their first couple appearances had a good appearance and then got roughed up, but but being able to. You talked about Sibley earlier, but some of those younger guys just getting some confidence in big situations. Yeah, you know, I mean, we just came off a four-game stretch against Illinois where, and, and Mississippi State last Tuesday, which we didn't even bring up, where, uh, you know, the, the, the bullpen just did not perform. Against Illinois, we gave up 25 to 35 runs was the bullpen. Of course, against Mississippi State, you know, we had the lead 9-6, to six, and they scored four in the eighth to beat us 10-9. to nine. So, you know, coming off from that, uh, you know, and we, we kind of scored some runs. We just couldn't get the offense and the and the and the defense and pitching to work together. Well, this this past weekend, it really blended nice. I think you got to credit Dallas Baptist. You know, their numbers coming in were really good on the mound and at the plate, and they had really good arms. I thought they had really good arms, like Illinois. Uh, I just didn't feel like that they particularly located as good as the Illinois team, but. Uh, you know, offensively, we weren't on as far as scoring a lot of runs on Friday and Saturday, 
But, you know, as a team sport, you've got to be – if you're not scoring a lot of runs, you've got to keep them from scoring, and certainly that's what they did with our starters. But we talked about cross Sibley. Justin Storm, you know, performed really good there on, on Friday night with his second save of the season, pitching two-thirds of an inning there and, and only giving up one hit. And then we back-to-back, we brought him back on Saturday, pitched two-thirds of an inning again, had two strikeouts and, and big two strikeouts. Inherited two runners there uh, in a two-to-one ball game there in the ninth, and paid both those guys. So, you know, very proud of Justin. He's one of our older guys and a leader that that we're certainly going to look for. Tyler Martin, the lefty, has pitched well at times. At the inning that he inherited on Saturday, I thought he really did well. And then, unfortunately, on 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 Saturday when we used him, uh, I believe it was it Saturday or something. No, it was uh, yeah, it was on, on Saturday. That second inning, we brought him back out, and the first hitter we had him struck yeah. out, and they had called time. And uh, which that kid ended up either reached the base by a walk right. or hit by a pitch. But you know, we're expecting Tyler to to continue to get better. He brings a lot of experience, a transfer from Nebraska, uh, and he gives us that good left-handed piece that that we need. Luke Trahan, you know, I don't know if y'all talked. Well, I know you haven't yeah. been on since the beginning, but you know, he's never been on the losing side of a Dallas Baptist Southern Miss series in the last two years. <laughs> obviously, obviously, he was with Dallas Baptist last year and, and was on the winning side as they swept us. He decided to go over on our side this year because he felt like we were going to sweep them. So, and, and he played a part in that yesterday. And I know there, it was an anxious moment for him. Anytime that you get a chance to pitch against your old team, uh, certainly there's some anxiety there, but I thought he I thought he responded really well, and and I made sure he knew that because that's that's not an easy task. But he covered an inning in the third for us, uh, did walk one, but I thought he did really well. Chase Adams he got his second appearance yesterday uh, for two thirds of an inning, and JB Middleton, who I think is going to be a really really good pitcher for us in time, uh, pitched that clean ninth inning, uh, which was was good to see. Yeah, I wondered about that yesterday, if that wasn't a little added pressure uh, on that guy uh, pitching against his former team. I think you just answered that question. Uh, real quickly, I will go back to the to the midweek game, Coach. i, I got to believe the state-Southern game was not a game that you or the coach on the other side of the field were very happy with. Fair to say? Was, oh, my gosh. Look, 19 walks in the game. I think there were six hit batters, five of them by us and uh, one by them, but – you know, we walked eight. They walked 11. Uh, we did. Uh, we struck out seven of theirs. They struck out 12 of ours. And they had three errors. So it was a very, very sloppy game. Both teams lucky to, to be in the position they were. To uh, You know, a lot of runs were given up by self-infliction. So, uh, you know, hats off to, to State. They found a way to, to grind it out there in the eighth and, and score the four runs and to hold on to beat us, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, it was a very sloppy game. But hotty toddy tomorrow tomorrow night. I just want to make sure. Hold on, we don't say that on this show. No, what's oh. the matter with you? Okay. We don't say that. All right. <laughs> that, well, we had to correct him, Coach Barry. We apologize. School, all right, the school up north. Yeah, T-Sun, right. you can call okay. him. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure that even though there's no rain in the forecast, that the field will be tarped if 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 need be. <laughs> well, tomorrow. ignoring. I hope. Yeah, I hope we don't. I hope we don't get into any uh, weather conditions, and we can just play baseball and from first pitch to last pitch. No question, Co- Coach. I do want to ask about that. We've asked you about that. I think it's just it it bears repeating because we will play the Rebels twice this year. 
you know, Ole Miss baseball completely different from oftentimes how that uh, university approaches our university. And, you know, the fact that um, this is, you know, this is an in-state game and it's against a game that uh, a team that won the the uh, national championship last year got us in the Super Regional. But, I mean, it, there, there's just so much mutual respect between their coach and you. There is, and I think that's just uh... – the, the, the contest that we've had and the battles that we've had over the years from Southern Miss to Ole Miss, you know, I know particularly in the 22 years that I've been here, we've had some really, really good ones at both places and, and at the neutral site and at Trustmark. So, uh, you know, I think uh, certainly we've earned their respect and, and, and they've earned ours and, and we're looking forward to the competition uh, tomorrow up, up there. So, Is it know, fair to say uh, though, Coach, that it is it fair to say and – I said this when we got ready to play Mississippi State. It's not like it used to be 10 years ago. Oh, we're playing Mississippi State or, oh, we're playing Ole Miss. Yes, it's an in-state team. There are three really elite programs in this state. I think we all recognize that. But it's really, for the guys, it's the next game on the schedule. Is that is that fair to say? I think so. Yeah, I think that everybody has uh, each other's respect. And, you know, it's because year in, year out, we're in the top 25. Certainly, we're in the, the the best baseball state, college baseball state in the country. Uh, I mean, it's it's proof in the attendance records that that everybody puts out there every year. So, uh, you know, I think there there is. I mean, at one time, I think that one might have been dominant over the other, but anymore, I think uh, you know, hey, it's uh, it's going to be a, a good contest every time they play. Yeah, I think Coach Denson would uh, agree with you that he dominated Polk, so I think he would agree with with that statement. <laughs> he would as say well. that anyway. Uh, and, and I think just generally in the world today, aside from sports, people are beginning to think that competition is a four-letter word, and it's not. It's, it's no, not. Competition fine. makes everybody better. Right. Well, I'm just going to throw out this. Southern Miss RPI is 16. Ole Miss is 65. That's all he doesn't. The, the man doesn't I, care. I know, I know Coach Barry. He doesn't, doesn't care. care. But, but Coach, you know our fans enjoyed hearing that. So I had I had to throw that out before you uh, before you get off the show. And the weather forecast does call for Southern Miss baseballs raining over the fence tomorrow. Right. We like it. Yeah. Hey, Coach. Uh, we had a lot of fun this weekend. We're looking forward uh, to the weekend upcoming, and uh, we'll all be tuned in tomorrow night. And uh, good luck against Ole Miss up in Oxford. All right, guys. Sounds good. Thank you very much. All right. Head baseball coach Scott Berry. Not going to comment on that RPI. Did you notice that? Yeah, he's a good job. But, I mean, I will say this. So, this is Stats McGee hooked us up with this. First time Dallas Baptist has been uh, swept since uh, 2018. Only the second time since 2014. Second time in a decade. All right. Lots of basketball to talk about and not really great. We'll be back. To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Always want to thank head baseball coach Scott Berry, uh, very gracious and giving us a half an hour of his time every Monday. We always, uh, always look forward to that. I also want to thank Jana King, the king of clean, for sponsoring the Eagle Hour. Their team has been working for over 35 years. 
cleaning places of work, education, medical uh, facilities, eateries, stadiums, and worship. They can clean your business, too. Go to JanaKingCleans.com. Greetings to our friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill. I'm sure they had all the ball games on over the weekend. And if there's any way to get the baseball game tomorrow night, Luke may have more on that. I'm sure you can uh, find it at uh, 4th Street Bar and Grill. And before we get back, guys, let me – this is my favorite thing to do. I want to introduce another new Eagle Hour sponsor, Pine Belt Insulation. If you want to lower your energy bills, your energy costs in your home or your business, you need to call Pine Belt Insulation. They service the Pine Belt and the Gulf Coast. They're owned by Kyle Munsey. You can reach them at 601-606-6001, and we welcome Pine Belt Insulation to the Super Talk Eagle Hour family. And that absolutely amazes me because, you know, the another new sponsor this morning, generally people would want to buy ads on a show that people listen to. <laughs> clearly, generally. generally. Because we, we had Coach Barry on. Yeah, that's right. Can we find the baseball game tomorrow night? Yeah, it's the same as last week. It's the SEC Network Plus. So what happened, I think a lot of people thought um, last week because they had ESPN Plus, it would show up. So what happens is on ESPN Plus, when you log in under your cable or your, uh, your, your cable provider, if your cable provider carries SEC Network and it's a part of your package, then SEC Network Plus will show up in your ESPN Plus. Okay. So, Bob, sorry no, for you. Yeah, no, I won't get it. Uh, Disappointing weekend. I, I'm going to start with the ladies. I, I followed them real closely all year. You know, they only lost a handful of games all year, but three of those were to the same team, Texas State. It was just their Achilles heel, and after uh, winning the opening game of the tournament, they were beaten pretty soundly uh, yesterday by Texas State. Luke, I know you you were at some of the games with me this year. Your thoughts about the season? Yeah, it was just the third quarter that doomed the Lady Eagles. They were down by eight at half, um, 41-33, and then Texas State outscored the Lady Eagles 18-5 to in the third quarter. And, and that's just – they went cold in, in the third quarter. Couldn't really – pull out of it um, as far as you know what they did in the in the third quarter went 0 of 6 uh, from behind the arc they went 1 of 18 in that quarter 21 and 10 they finish NIT surely right it just depends I mean you look at who's who's playing so James Madison's playing Texas State um, that game actually is uh, is going on uh, tomorrow no it's right now yeah it's right yeah, now Monday's yeah, well, championship day yeah that's right yeah. so so 1 p.m. Um, right now, we'll, we'll give you the score in just a second. But that, um, if the Eagles would have made it today, I would have feel a whole lot better about their WNIT because you've got you know you got Old Dominion um, that that lost by six to James Madison um, yesterday. Lady Eagles are are the three seed. Um, either one of these, Texas State, James Madison, James Madison, you know, was the one seed. The loser will go to the WNIT, and Coach McNellis last night was saying that this is a league that should get maybe three or four. But she's she's fighting for her girls. You got to respect that. But I, but see, I'm I'm a little more comfortable than you guys are. I think I think they're a pretty good fit for the WNIT. I, I think they're going to be. So. I think they're going right. to be okay. Kelly Sander, the men only lost seven games all year, twenty five and seven, and two of those seven were down the stretch. Yeah, but you talk about Achilles, South Alabama. You talk about Achilles heel, Bob. You talk about how Texas State. And the Lady Eagles just were not a good match. The, the Eagles, 
And South Alabama. They they barely beat the Jaguars in Hattiesburg. You know, they've got the big guy inside. They've got the guys that can shoot from outside. What, the second half where they shoot 61% from the floor? Yeah, 61 and 60% behind the arc in the third quarter, or in the second half. 60%. Yeah, and I think the Eagles shot, what, 30, 36%? It was the, like so that. they shot in the second half, Jags shot 61 and a half from the floor, 60% uh, from three-point range. Eagles, on the other hand, 35% from the yeah. floor and went one of 10 behind so the arc. So what was the difference? in the first half and the second half, Luke, because they were right in the game at halftime. They were. We just went cold and we turned the ball over uh, a, a lot as well. And we it was an omen, of course, when you draw South Alabama. Right. Then the second omen was Alvarez re-injured that foot injury. Yeah, do we know what happened there? Uh, apparently it happened in, sometime in like practice earlier in the week, I heard. Mm. It wasn't going to be as bad. Jay's already said that that he thinks that if we go in the NIT that, that Alvarez will be able to play. But you look at how they attacked us. Um, Samuel had, had 10, White had 23, Moore had 17, Parham had 17, and... I feel like if Alvarez would have if Alvarez would have been in the game, he could have probably held more in check. But they White said it after the game. He said I knew I was going to get a lot of looks because it was when you're you're trying to almost shade towards Samuel because he's so such a big body. And so White took advantage of that. I mean, for the game he went 5 of 11 behind the arc. He was 8 of 17 from the field. He had a career day. And that's that's one of those things where when you play the way that we do, if a, if the guy that you're not defending is hot, I mean it's it it, it got it happened. But you also look at both Southern Miss men's and women's teams, and we've talked about this all basketball season long. Where they're spreading the wealth, like South Al did, four diff, four people in double digits, which is usually what the Eagles are like, mm-hmm. right? On both the men's and the women's side, South Al had four guys in double digits, and the Eagles turned it over far more than their average double during the regular year double okay. 16 turnovers yeah yeah so so there you go i mean those, those two numbers another thing to look at you look at the the box score and you say okay harris had a phenomenal day the was 18 points 12 rebounds you look at it and say oh Hase scored scored eight, 18 points but eight of those were free throws yeah. so he, he wasn't been able to shoot you know from the field crowley had 13 and i think what three of those were from free throws so it it was Pinkney had they did a really good job on Pink. I, I think he had four points. So what they did was they basically didn't allow Hase and Crowley to have good shots from the field. That's why Harris's first half was so good, but there was nothing to offset it, and we couldn't really get anything offensive going in the second half. But when you get that sixty-one percent shooting percentage, a lot of that was because they were in close. You know, the the higher percentage shots, you're generally going to make more of those. But you know, South Al. It's like I was saying, the guys wanted South Al to be able to mm. avenge that loss yeah. down in, in Mobile. But, yeah. man, and so now and now you got the hottest team in the league. And I said, South Al coming down the stretch was playing the best basketball of anybody. And here they are now in the finals against Louisiana. And I mean, and, and uh, just as a basketball fan, I mean, that's going to be fun watching their two bigs go at it tonight. You know, that game's at, what, 6 o'clock tonight? Um with a, with a berth to the NCAA tournament Jay, on the line. Jay uh, said it after the game, and, and it goes back to what Heath said last week, and I don't want to be – I don't want to cry. I'm not crying about it. But there is something to be said for letting the first four play and then reseeding the whole thing. Um, when you've got a five seed, yeah, you get a double bye, but yeah, you got a five seed playing, you know, uh, the, the 13. And then, you know, the one, the regular season champion has to play the eight seed in the, in the 
Yeah, it's a double bye. Maybe that's the reason they even it out. But So the one seed should have played the 13 seed. Or let the first four play and then reseed it where the one plays the weakest. And it, it, the same thing. I mean, if you're, you know, if if uh, if you're the three seed or the two seed, I mean, Louisiana got got the seven seed. Yeah, I, I I totally get that argument. But the bottom line is, is whoever's playing the best basketball at this time of yeah. year mm-hmm. is all that counts. No matter whether you reseed them or not. I mean, and what uh, we saw, you remember, all year long we were watching South Al would lose by one point, they would lose by three points, and they finally found a way to switch it where those last five you know, minutes of the game they were able to pull it out. And so uh, Jay said it after the game, it's the top four team in the league. And I, and I think South Al's going to win it. I think they're going to beat Louisiana. Well, I may be reading more into this than there is. Hopefully we'll have one of the basketball coaches on the show tomorrow. Kelly, you're going to work on that for us. Uh, but I, I saw on his social media today where he was thanking the fans, and he said, now we await the NIT and our destination. So does that mean Coach Ladner doesn't think there will be a home NIT game? I mean, 25-7. and seven. Come Just on, talking to some do. people, you you, you got to watch the SEC tournament this weekend. Well, of course. Um, and the, but the, the reason <laughs> being is State's on the bubble. And I think if State doesn't get in the big dance, then there's no way that we host because then – So then we could likely play Mississippi State in Starkville. Possibly. But I, I don't know if they would they would do that. What I'm saying is if you don't have a home team with a higher – or if you don't have a home game with a higher net inside the state, then there's a better chance that you host. So, Bob, you want Mississippi State to go dancing if you want to watch Reed, basketball and Reed Green Coliseum. Well, that's a hell of a bad deal to swallow right there. <laughs> but now, I gotta but Southern, the Southern Miss basketball team and the Southern Miss fan base has done everything it's supposed to do to get that home right. game. And I, and I would hate I would hate that they would not get a home, at least one, in the NIT. And keep, keep this in mind, guys. The men and women combined this year, 46 and 17. 46 wins, 17 losses uh, combined. No matter what happens now, I mean, we can all agree, right? It's been a really exciting, been a great year. good basketball season. It has, and nobody would have expected it from, from either the men's Juan or the Cron- women's Juan team. Juan Car- Cardona did. Well, Juan yeah. Cardona did. That's, he, he, called for, he called But I mean, yeah, reg- both, both men and women, regular season conference champions. Yep. All right, baseball number 22 in Baseball America, number 22 in D1. But a bad RPI game tomorrow night. You know, we got to go play the 65 RPI teams. Got to hurt you, right? And all, and all they are is national champions. Yeah. By the way, the NIT selection. What kind of sense does that make? <laughs> the NIT selection show, Bob, would be right after Selection Sunday this coming Sunday. Poking fun about that, but that makes no sense. I agree. You think Ole Miss is really the 65th best baseball team? I know. I think they're much better than that. We'll be back. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on this Monday of the Eagle Hour brought to you by D-Bat and D-1 Training. On Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, dbathattiesburg.com. Luke, Bob, and Kelly all together at the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. And uh, we know uh, we got some text, the, the, the signal's going in and out, and I think we've been having some sun flares. Yes. So, uh of course, when that happens live, you can always go back and listen to the Eagle Hour 
in podcast form, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Audible. And those will occur this entire week. Okay. There we go. So, yeah, I mean, it's a great week. Uh, if you can't catch us live, you can always go back and check out the Eagle Hour um, on demand. Softball improves to 14-3 and three on the year as they go 2-1 and one over in Atlanta, Georgia for the I-75 Challenge on Friday, defeating Kennesaw State 4-2, losing a heartbreaker to Georgia Tech 1-0 on Saturday, and then defeating Brown University yesterday 6-3. Now, that was where? In Atlanta, Georgia. Not not the ATL? No. Okay. Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Is the... What is Brown, by the way? What's their mascot center? Uh, Uh-oh. The Bears? Oh, we stumped him. I don't know. Actually, we I keep talking, him. Luke, so that I can Google it. That's what he said. No, no. <laughs> I will Google it, but go ahead. I think. Lady Eagles uh, have uh, a busy week. They've got three games. They've got a doubleheader in Jackson tomorrow against Jackson State. Three and five, and then Wednesday they will host Southeastern um, Louisiana here in Hattiesburg. Golf, men's golf uh, yesterday over at the Tiger Invitational by Jason Duffner, uh, sponsored uh, over there in Opelika, Alabama, Auburn University. Uh, men were, were, in, were in first place um, yesterday. Auburn has retaken the lead. Southern Miss just behind Troy uh, in third place overall out of uh, – Let's see how many. A lot of teams, eighteen teams. So, so Coach Brescher's men doing well over in the plains of Alabama. Lady Eagles uh, starting another tournament today. They're at the Trinity Forest Forest Invitational at the Trinity Forest Club out in Dallas, Texas. I think SMU may put that on. Lady Eagles uh, trailing today. They're in fourteenth place. Beach volleyball also six and three so far um, on the year. As as they were down at the FAU March Invitational. Uh, went one and three over the weekend. I was right. It's the it's the Brown University, the Brown Bears. Mm-hmm. Kelly, on a side note, have you noticed Luke's in the studio with us today, which is kind of unusual. Have you notice how much older he looks? Yeah, I see. I see a little yeah. patch of gray in his beard yeah, a now. A couple, of, you know, crow's feet around his eyes. Well, but it also stands to. I mean, now I years old. now I know who the walker belongs to. It's out here in the yeah, lobby. Yeah, that's parked out right outside. Lunch <laughs> at the Calabria. And now that he's 40 years old, getting the AARP. See, see the uh, the black underneath? That's because I'm in the middle of writing another seminar paper right uh-huh. now. It's it's one of those times of the year where you just knock it out. When uh, you, you wonder if, if the back on the NIT subject on basketball, you wonder how much in advance, because if there's travel that has to take place and so on, the NIT begins – like like the next day or you know the Monday or Tuesday after selection Sunday you have to wonder how much heads up any team that travels in the NIT gets because those accommodations have to be made so you wonder if if we would know you know maybe Friday or Saturday that we were going to to get an NIT bid and and what would happen because you have to be able to sell tickets you got to let your ticket ticket people know um it actually know. yeah it will be the first round is March 14th through the 16th so that which that is, is next Tuesday, yeah. So selection yeah. Sunday is Sunday the twelfth. So the first games will be on Tuesday. So that, that does not give you a lot of big turnaround time. So to all the schools that are going to host in the NIT, you'd think that they would be given a bigger heads up than that. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, big it, dance gets theirs first. Hey, we should also mention um, Dom Davis and Austin Crowley uh, traveling today with Southern Miss uh, Athletic Director Jeremy McLean and I guess uh, Joy Lee and, and Jay will be with them as well because the Gilliam and Howell trophies are today. 
So uh, that trophy presentation to the best men and women's basketball player in the state of Mississippi. So congratulations to Austin and Dom. Well, maybe that's another reason that Austin wanted to make sure that his hands were looking. Yeah, you know, Dom Davis ought to really be uh, really considered for that. I would think. Oh, she's she's been she has been such a positive force in the in the ladies program when she transferred here. You know, um, and took on the role of not only the leader but kind of the face of the program. No question. And um, yeah, she's she's been great. Back injuries all year in play. Okay, so tomorrow morning, guys, I'm going to be visiting with Ethan Crawford and Zach Wilkie. The other two, we had two quarterbacks on the show last week. Two more. You think this Crawford kid has a lot of potential. He's good, and, and it'll be uh, interesting to hear him talk about why he chose Southern Miss. I mean, you looked at his recruiting profile. He had a lot of people. Um, and he's a kid that fits our offense uh, and, and a kid who's really tough. He, he tore his ACL in his, his senior year. Uh, I, I can identify with that. Did the same thing, the same position. And so I'm, I'm, he's on campus, and it'll be real cool to hear what he has to say about why he chose Southern Miss and his battle back. And, and what, did, you know, what did Zach Wilkie learn when he was thrust into that starting position right. last year? You know, it's tw- hindsight's always twenty twenty, but people might say, well, he was probably a little premature to put him in that situation. But nonetheless, he was. So, so what did he learn? How, how does he respond now to all of this, the new blood coming yeah. in to compete for the spot that he well, wants? That's a great question for me to ask him. Tomorrow. Ask him that Sam. tomorrow. And ask him what it was like throwing it to Jason Brownlee all year, too. Because yeah. Brownlee ran 4-6 at the Combine, by the way. It had some really good, really good jumps and stuff. So, Football interviews in March on the Eagle hey. And Derek Carr's a member of the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, but we'll be talking in detail Wednesday to Patrick McGee about that. You're pretty happy about that, aren't you? Really happy. We have a quarterback. I think it's a really good fit. I want to thank Mo Bay Beignet, D1 D-Bat, for sponsoring the Eagle Hour as well. We'll talk more about them tomorrow. And until then, Southern Miss. To the to top. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.